Hello, hi, welcome, hi, hi, hello, hi, hi everybody. Welcome to the Emo Social Club podcast here on emosocialclub.tv. Uh, I, as every week, and hope to continue on every single week, am Brian. And I am Lizzie, and Brian could continue to be himself, or he could be McLovin. It really just depends on his mood at this point. Uh, I am McLovin. <laughs> uh if you're on the stream i have a mustache and i look like mclovin <laughs> i really want to know what your girlfriend thinks of it honestly like so i thought 100 percent this is going to look awful and everyone will hate it but i think and listen i'm calling all y'all out i think the reason people hate mustaches is because they have a connotation about the mustache. Uh, what the fuck? How are what? you tipping $50? Who's tipping $50? In how this you, economy? How are you in this pandemic? And why aren't you subscribing? <laughs> why is your name I'm not subscribing? And you're... <laughs> I mean, I'll take it, man. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, wow. All right. I guess I'll Fair stop enough. talking about my mustache. <laughs> That's actually what it was for. Keep it. <laughs> shut the fuck up. <laughs> Thank you. I will shut the fuck up. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Like, I, I, I think people have a connotation about what a mustache is, and they're like, everybody will look like this if they have a mustache. And I'm like, I disagree, but I have to find out personally. And after doing this, like, I haven't gotten as many people like, that looks terrible as I thought I would. Like, like you've already been, had like facial hair before, so was it that big of a pivot? If you were just like clean shaven and started to just like add on facial hair, I think it would have been a big like, ooh, what are you doing? Yeah, exactly. Uh, just so please I, don't put on a beanie and with your weird 80s dad pedo looking <laughs> glasses because you're going to look like an indie kid. And I may have, if I, I see you some, <laughs> somewhere, I may have an, an, an immense urgency. To hit the, you. The amount of people, <laughs> thank you, Dashni. Uh, Dashni says because it doesn't look terrible. Uh, yeah, I I guess it doesn't. Like, I'm fine with it. I looked at myself in the mirror and was like, "Who the fuck is this asshole?" <laughs> and I still do. But that and actually, that to be fair, that was before the mustache too. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I I don't know. I'm rolling with it. Uh, if if you if you. Follow me on social media. Uh, I posted earlier today uh, that I got laid off on Monday and I went into my meetings uh, with this mustache and didn't feel great. Did not. Uh, <laughs> so, um, yeah, I'm I'm doing great. I'm doing well. Uh, I just have a mustache for all these serious times. I will shave it before I go into future interviews, probably. But I'm proud of you. In the meantime, yeah, it's just trying to look like a fucking idiot on Twitch, <laughs> which is going great because I uh, am 
and we got paid fifty dollars for me to look like an idiot. Thank you, whoever you are. I really wish yeah, that whomever. I knew who you were. Uh, you're not saying anything in chat. I'm just gonna accept your uh, your fifty. Your nice thing that you did. Yeah, that's really nice. Uh, like I was saying earlier, all all money just goes to hosting uh, the, our podcasts and all the stuff we do here for Emon Social Club. So um, as of as of before, I became unemployed. That was mostly uh, coming out of my pocket, uh, but. <laughs> Now it will come out of the collective emo social club pocket. So that is, that is lovely of you. Thank you for thank you for that. Um, that's 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 all the news I have of this week. Um, <laughs> uh, we're adding emo yoga. If you saw the post, I did a test run with some very nice friends of mine mm-hmm. um, on this past Monday. So we're going to do it Monday nights at seven p.m. Mm-hmm. and it's a different playlist every week. I want to say I think the playlist that I have that I used on my friends, because I also asked on my personal social media what songs people want to hear, and it actually it actually is pretty good. It flows well. <laughs> I went through it. I was like, this is pretty chill, because my chill music is like want for me to relax, listen to trance and house and techno music. So my chill music okay. is not chill music to most other people. So I really had to like dig deep here and find, you know, different things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's I'm, not crazy exercise. It's vinyasa flow yoga. So it's a little bit more. Why don't they just call it flow yoga? Flow, no. We could get crazy. I got weights. We can add weights to it. Oh, shit. <laughs> You'll be sweating. Listen. I, I have break out my inhaler. <laughs> I'm really busy. I can't even use that excuse anymore. <laughs> so I'm just straight up not. Um, you bring Sarah and Megan in that room and do yoga. <laughs> oh my God, no. We're not doing that. Uh, they they have been doing yoga on occasion. Love it. Uh, I actually did a uh, an Orange Theory workout earlier. Uh, really? Yeah, Sarah and I were doing that in our in our time we're just like oh let's let's do something like i i i know that if i just sit around and don't like do something that i will go crazy and like just like feel a lot of feelings um how many people do i think are in the chat that aren't subscribed uh i don't you (laughs) (laughs) um yeah so i i I was like all right let's get up and and do something um i'm curious uh what goes into an emo yoga session. So maybe you could describe what it is a little bit more. So what I did is basically I drop whatever kind of like yoga flow routine. So it's going to be anywhere from like 30 to like 45 minutes, ideally. So it's just like a lot of stretching and doing like down dog or like warrior two. Um, I'm going to throw in some core work out too at the end because everyone needs to work on their core muscles. That seems always true. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, that, and then I was thinking, I don't know how people feel about this. My friends thought it was good, but they could have just been saying it was good because they were my friends. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but I wanted to do, because when I do my, I also take yoga classes online and my yoga instructor has been doing it, but I do weight yoga. So it's more intense Mm -hmm. and we do little hit sessions and I'm like, it's not going to be a full hit session, but it's like halfway through. What if I just put on like a short, like two or two and a half minute bop and we just like pretend (laughs) we're at emo night and dance. And then we go back to doing whatever the fuck we were doing. Not a bad idea. I don't hate that idea at all. Listen, I think that that could be fun (laughs) because everything else is very chill. But then like you throw in like, um, I put in boys like girls heels overhead Mm -hmm. and I was like, okay, this is a fun dance song. (laughs) 
So, so I was just trying to do it, but I also like to, in the playlist, I threw in some newer music. So like newer emo bands that maybe people haven't heard of mm-hmm. in hopes that maybe they'll like it. Um, because some of the newer emo bands do have some pretty like slower down tunes that I know of. And then I'm also pulling some older ones that I have found in passing or that some of my friends suggested. Nice. Yeah, it, it that actually sounds really cool. Chat's, uh, chat seems on board with they turned it, so. it around now yeah because like, you don't need a yoga mat either like i my mom has been doing yoga with me without a mat for like three months so okay you know you don't need a mat you just need like you know ideally like a comfy floor if you want or <laughs> you know <laughs> or you can use a towel or a rug i don't fucking care just don't hurt yourself um <laughs> i have to say i'm not certified but i've been doing yoga for about 13 years so i feel like i know enough <laughs> you, take, you take your own risks you take your own risk. Don't hurt yourself. I'm not paying $3,500 to get no. certified in it. Because no, you know what? That's how this. much one of my classes is are, okay? Yeah, not for this shit. Uh, weight yoga is the worst, but I support you. Yeah. Oh, we're not going to add in weights to this. Um, I do that on my own time, and I die every time. <laughs> I have, yeah, that's in private, where my dad walks past the room that I'm in, and there's no door up yet, but he'll look in, and he's like, you're sweating, and I'm like, I need my inhaler. <laughs> I need my inhaler. I'm dying. <laughs> yeah, it could just uh, it could be dance parties too, like Courtney's saying. Yeah. Yeah, we could just toss it in, break it up a little bit, be like, "Oh, I'm chill," but now we're gonna get hyped. <laughs> now we're gonna get hyped. Yeah, so it's gonna be um, every Monday at 7 p.m. Uh, Central Standard Time, and uh, I'm still working out like routing the music through here and everything and playing around with that but it'll be um pretty easy going um i won't make you do too many crazy things i do like to do the flying frog pose by changing flying flying lizard because i'm terrified of frogs um and i'm a lizard so (laughs) that's like the most intense thing we may do um and that's why we need to heat up your core because you have to be able to push your entire body up and hold it on your hands well i'm out (laughs) (laughs) listen you could do it (laughs) i I guarantee you, I promise you, I cannot do that. Just don't do it like near things that you might fall into is the thing I have to tell you. So now I got to move all my things to find out. Yeah, listen, I have to do it. There's a fireplace in this room and I did it one night. I almost smacked my head in the fucking fire and this brook, the brick fireplace because I'm an idiot. It seems like it's not worth it. (laughs) (laughs) I understand that it is like I under like like. I understand very much right now that I have to like move and physically exert myself so that I don't like just become a pile of goo in quarantine now. (laughs) Uh, And like at the same time, I'm just like, but at what cost? Like how bad is it to be goo? Like what if I was like secret world of Alex Mack and like I could control it and like go under doors and shit, you know? But here's the thing. You're goo at the end of the night. So you can take a nice bath, use your nice lush, products that's what i do feel very refreshed <laughs> no, i have to get lush products <laughs> whatever un- products you want <laughs> i've become unemployed i cannot afford i'm pretty sure products. sarah has some very nice products you could use do you smell nice she does have some smell nice you stuff. go to bed you're all nice and snuggly and you're comfy pjs <laughs> i'll allow it i'm gonna try Sky high love oh yeah i love that i like that yeah I turn into that one guy from sky high i don't think I've ever seen it. What? It's all the time now. <laughs> How have you never seen Sky High? I don't know because I'm 48 years old. <laughs> <laughs> You're 
Shut the fuck up. Because I'm 97. I oh have my Epsom, god. I do have Epsom salt. Chad is recommending Epsom salt. I do have Epsom salt. Well, you can also do too. This is what I did when I was like really sick, like a few years ago. You take green tea bags, you pre-soak it in like hot water and like a mug. You put the Epsom salt in, and then you dump the hot water with the tea bags in it, and you soak. And wow. it's supposed to help detox you. I could use that probably now. It's really good. Uh, Courtney, I, I don't <laughs> think I need a DVD of it. <laughs> People I'm have sure DVD I'll players. Find it on the internet. I have like four DVD players because I have so many video you? game systems. I still, so I finally got, because I'm part of the Writers Guild through work, and during like uh, the Academy, like the award season, mm-hmm. we were supposed to get, because we can actually vote on who wins like these awards. Mm-hmm. Okay. I have that power. And <laughs> the, so they'll send you like DVDs of things that are like in theaters. So I got like uncut gems when I was still in the theaters and I didn't, I didn't want to go watch, you know, pay money to see a movie. Um, so I watched it at home for free, same thing with Parasite, and they still had my old address because I had moved last year, so our, the people who lived at our new house now called us like, hey, like, we have all this stuff here, like, can you come and get it? So my mom went to go pick it up, and it was literally just a huge, like, brown grocery bag of just DVDs of, like, Little Woman and like all these other like nominate like Oscar <laughs> nominated wow. movies and they're all on DVD and I'm like we don't have a DVD player in this house <laughs> we have not had a DVD player in this house probably since like 2009 when streaming happened yeah but also like <laughs> Blu-ray came out after like are people not using Blu-ray like just send a Blu-ray people use Blu-ray I mean, I don't. The fact like, that people like still use physical copies of things oh, blows, blows my, my mind. mind because we're my family is such an early tech adopter family mm-hmm. that like yeah. when people like get on the train, we're like, where the fuck have you been? Yeah, no, I, I exactly the same. Like I am front row center for all new technologies, but I did at one time live without uh, the Internet for like a few days. It was a few days. Don't worry, guys. I was okay. I survived it. I'm so proud um, of you. So I, I moved to a, a new built place. character. I see. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Look at my character. <laughs> I did great. I really came out of it great. Um, I bought because uh, I had a PlayStation Three. I bought both Kill Bill movies on Blu-ray. Ooh. Um, so I watched that like pretty much on repeat for like a couple days <laughs> until the internet <laughs> got installed. Um. It was, it was, it was actually pretty good. Uh, I mean, Kill Bill, the Kill Bill series is amazing. Yeah. Like they still show it. Cause the first time I ever watched it was in a high school film class. So they still show it and it's so relevant. So yeah. Relevant. <laughs> I, Cinematically. Uh, I also, those, those two and, uh, those two and the, uh, deluxe, deluxe edition of Watchmen, uh, I forget what it's called. Like the ultimate thing. Yeah, pro- um, yeah, something. Yeah, that I bought because like I, you can't find that on streaming services. Like that is a specific thing. So I got that because it's like the, it's both the Snyder cut and the uh, black uh, black freighter edition. So it's all of it, like the whole thing through. And I'm like, the whole yeah, thing. This is great, even though the movie is like a, I'd say a six to seven out of ten. I honestly have never seen the Watchmen movie because I was so like, no, we're only going to have the graphic novel, as you can see with my... As you can see. My boy. Yeah. It's 
my pride and joy. I was watching, um, there's this uh, YouTube channel called Wisecast. Uh, okay, sorry. I have to respond to Courtney before I get into the story. Um, oh, no. Courtney and I went to high school together. We didn't just go to high school. <laughs> like We went to high school together. And um, I was in a bunch of musicals at Maine West High School. And Courtney would be the only one who has any uh, <laughs> copies of those musicals. Mm. So uh, that's great. <laughs> Courtney, An emo opera. I Oh. So hmm. was that – because I was – when I was in the I'm musicals, like, I was obviously like being a sad boy and also like, I want to write stuff. And like, were you a Disney kid? No, thank no, God. I was no, no. that's no. why we're friends. Yeah, <laughs> that's why I know. I know Disney kids who are, um, friends with my friends and I am not friends with them yeah. for a lot of reasons. One of them being a Disney kid. <laughs> I am not, uh, I'm not, I, I just was like into, I was like into musicals. I was into writing. I was into theater. And then I was into like emo music. And I was like, I could do this. And then there literally is a movie called like the emo movie or something like that. It's an Australian what? Uh, emo musical. Excuse uh, emo me. Musical. That's what it's called. It's literally called. Shut emo up. Musical. No, it's no, I don't yeah, believe you. It's an Australian movie. And like this kid like joins a <laughs> punk band and, uh, yeah, he he. It's it's literally an emo musical. They only mention one band in it, and it's My Chemical Romance. Oh my god! And it's in it's in like uh, one of the last songs of the movie. But yeah, it's it it's not bad. I was actually like very surprised. I think I watched what it like, what year did it come out? It was like a few years ago, um, probably like twenty fourteen, fifteen, something like that. That's six years ago, Brian. I. Time is a flat circle, Lizzie. That's that's more than a few years ago, my guy. I am still like feeling like it's night 2019. <laughs> like nothing. Is we wish it was 2019 yeah. at this point. I went back through my my like bullet journal from because uh, I'm like getting back into that, so I stay organized and stay productive. And like I was looking at all the stuff that I was writing, and like most of it was from 2019 because I stopped doing it once we got to like quarantine i'm like well what the fuck am i planning like i know what i'm doing like i don't have any like severe thing that i have to get out of my 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 chair and do you know like so i've stopped writing it and now i'm like back to it i'm like well the last thing i fucking wrote was like preparing for march i never got into march like it's like i'm still living in february currently time is a flat circle uh anyway yes emo emo the musical is pretty good I would be down to having a Twitch viewing party of my high school musical days. I would love it. Uh, I would absolutely love it. You should figure out how to do that. I forgot the fucking story I was trying to tell. <laughs> God damn it. Hey, so uh, anyway, Sky Sky High is a cinematic masterpiece. No, and okay, when it came and, and when it came out, my dad had us go and see it in a movie theater. I shit you not, at least nine times because he loved it so oh much. Oh my god. It was great. Um <laughs> Watchmen. Oh, so there's a YouTube channel called Wisecast, and they have this series where they call, uh, they they look at movies and they call them deep or dumb, whether they're like really, really good, and like they give you like this this really interesting view of how things are, and give you this really deep view into a subject, or if it's just like, wow, you like really thought you were doing something here, and you fucking <laughs> suck. Um, and they they looked into Watchmen and. Basically, they were like, we we can't agree. <laughs> like, no one can agree on it. Um, Zack Snyder took a lot of, like, what 
uh, Alan Moore was trying to do with a comic book and uh, wanted to do that with pop culture instead of like mid politics. <laughs> politics. Yeah. Um, so he pulled a little bit of the politics out of it, made it more like media centric and how uh, the media would affect this world uh, being that the medium of a movie is obviously much different. Uh, Courtney, I'll be back tomorrow. <laughs> See you then. Um, yeah, the, the, the movie has to take on the role of doing the same story as a movie rather than as a comic book. And so he pulls in a lot of like comic book based stuff into it, but also uh, uh, makes it more of a movie medium as opposed to the comic book, like adding in Zack Snyder violence and shit. Um, and like looking at it through that lens, like I liked the movie before because I thought it was a pretty faithful retelling within the medium of movies that you couldn't really do with a comic book and also like updated it for a more current audience. Like let's take out Cthulhu and like yeah. just make it uh, not Cthulhu. Let's just make it not Cthulhu. Mm. And I, hmm. I kind of agree with that. I do like that in the, the HBO series, they bring back the Cthulhu and yeah. it actually works. Um, because they do it so well, guys. If you haven't watched that that show, please go watch the HBO please, Watchmen series. If they're not watch. making another one, which is completely fine, because they don't need it. No, they they announced that they weren't making another one. That's what it, they said. If Damon Lindelof they shouldn't. will do it, they will. And they should Damon not. Lindelof has said, "I'm not convinced." And then Damon Lindelof asked a question on the community reunion, and they were like, "Do another one." Okay, uh, but how long did that take? Oh, yeah. Listen, like, who knows? And of course, right now, like, give it time, give it space. But Watchmen is probably one of the best TV shows I've seen because it has that clearly defined beginning, middle and end of a series. And then it's fucking done. It's great. Like, don't make it like about people's contracts. Don't make it like last longer than it has to get it done. And they did. Uh, so taking the show and then comparing it to the movie is like unfair because the movie stands on its own as its own interpretation of the comic book. But one thing well, that really got me about it, uh, uh sorry, I'll, I'll, let me finish no, this thought and I'll let you go. Um, one thing that really got me about it was how each one of them used time and how you as an audience member of either one would change your perception of how time works based on the medium you're watching it through. So Alan Moore writes the Watchmen as uh, passing like like everybody's constantly moving through time. You're looking back at the past. You're looking at the future. You're being told a story in a non-linear fashion, uh, which works in a comic medium because they were doing it as like a serialized thing. So you'd see issue one, you get to issue two, and it'd be all about the comedian. And the movie has to do all of that within like a two-hour time span. And so Zack Snyder actually, and I will give this credit, is that he actually took like this dilation of time as a movie. And like made it work for the context that it's in while still telling the exact same story from the comic book. And I thought that was like a really interesting look at like how the movie was made, how the movie uh, still does the same things in the comic book with a different medium. So Zack Snyder, you get a little bit of my vote. So you know, he, they're, <laughs> they're releasing the snack side Snyder full cut of justice league. Listen, I never saw the, the movie cut. So like I never saw Batman v Superman because I heard it was so bad. Like I just have no interest in the Snyder DC universe. I don't feel bad about that either. <laughs> okay. I mean, I'm a big Superman person, but I also haven't seen like the new movie. So I don't have a big say in that. If everybody in the world tells me that it's bad, 
I will under I will, That's I fair. will probably go along but with it. But granted, everyone in the world said that the Watchmen movie was bad. Yeah, and I I don't know if that's comparing it like if it if it's standing on its own and you don't know like some of the background to it, maybe. Uh, I could see that. But again, like everybody on this YouTube thing I was watching is like, we don't know. We had we half the people said it's it's a deep movie, it's really interesting. Half of them said no. It like it takes whatever the comic book was trying to do and like ruins it because you just can't do it. It is a really hard thing to put onto a film, TV, whatever. It might be better as TV, but like a movie medium for that comic book. Like, yeah, because if you try to analyze like Watchmen in any only one, you have to do it only in one theme of it because mm-hmm. I try to do this for a rhetorical criticism class I had in <laughs> undergrad, which everyone in the class except for one kid got a D in and the one kid got a B. But it was because he did that as like a speech like round. Okay. And so it's basically like you pick an artifact, which is just like a book or whatever. And then you pick a theme and then you have to pick a way of how you want to analyze that theme. And then you have to write like a minimum of 20 fucking pages on it. Oh my God. In a 10 week class. Okay. It was a lot. That's, that's too It was a lot. <laughs> it was, it was too many. No, you had to do like four papers. Oh my God. Also, everybody just saw me do math in real time there. <laughs> literally, I'm so proud of you. You literally saw me go. Wait a minute, that's Wait. two pages a week. <laughs> More like uh, Lizzie started it and then did overnighters and then finished at seven in the morning and then my class was at ten a.m. and it was with my debate coach. So every time I walked in, he was like, "Ma'am," I'm like, Ma'am. "Stay after for practice." <laughs> Stay after for practice. We'll yell at each other. It'll be fine. Yeah. That's, is that just what debate practice is? Just, yeah, it is. It's us going against each other, yelling at each other for a full 45 fucking minutes. <laughs> Somebody I was going through because I came up with my timeline, like my last debate tournament. Um, my like, And it was between like us on the team. It was like, a, you know, whole like, oh, goodbye, farewell. And I saw because one of the coaches, her boyfriend took photos of us. And I was tagged on it. I'm like, these are the worst fucking photos you've taken of me. Cause it's me like doing this wildly and talking and like yelling. So you just see like my face <laughs> contorting weird. And I'm just like doing this. There are like, some really how can we do this? Like there's some really, really attractive things like that, that like have, to, you have to take photos of it. And it's like, it doesn't look you just good can't. when you do it. Because you're just like, okay, I'm going to look down because you like have your paper and points and you're just like, okay. And it's just like, there's a photo <laughs> yeah. of me just be like, okay. And I'm like, this is bad. Like, why'd you put this up here? This Can ain't you get it. a photo of that angry girl reading? <laughs> like what? See, she's reading and yelling at the same time. We have to yeah. capture it. Oh my God, capture that on film. It's, it makes, I, I was saying this, um, because I, I I started watching some like vocal covers on YouTube, like I forget the name of the people, but it, like it's vocal covers with a band or like by themselves, like whatever. And um, they all their thumbnails are always like them mid singing, and I'm like, man, you cannot make somebody singing like look good as a photo. No, like it's not an attractive thing to do as a singer. I understand that, <laughs> like no. I, I, I don't look cool in photos when I'm like really singing. Like when Well, I'm, like, especially wow. like when you're, if you're like screaming singing because yeah. you're just like, Ugh. it's like, like just, it's not going to look good. It's throat veins. And, <laughs> and your, your mouth open weird and you just look angry. I also assume though that like these, these photos, these, these thumbnails are taken as like 
its own thing. So it's literally somebody just like trying to figure out which way in the camera it'll look good. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, so it's literally me doing that, right? So I would snap that as a thumbnail, put it as the thing of the video. This looks fucking ridiculous. <laughs> like, <laughs> I want to click on that video. That guy looks like he's physically dying. <laughs> That's what you have to do for your art. It's no. <laughs> no. And like, I mean, she's getting a ton of views. She's she's doing well. Not a bad singer. I have no uh, nothing to discredit. She does a lot of like emo and metalcore uh covers. So nothing nothing to discredit her. I wish I could remember her name to like shout her out, but Wow. Yeah, no uh no discredit to to her talent. Just like, man, that sucks. Like you really can't think of like a good I can't not tell you what a good thumbnail would look like. Period. I mean, that's just that's the reality we live in. Anyway, back to Watchmen. So I All had right, to write to this. <laughs> I had to write this twenty-plus page rhetorical criticism on Watchmen. And instead of me picking one primary theme, I was like, "Let's try to hit all the themes a little bit at a time." Big boo boo move, because there's too many fucking th- like themes in there. Dude, like there's God. politics, there's corruption, there's. Um... Oh my God, Google! Shut up. <laughs> hey Google, stop. I've been really fucked up by my like voice activated shit lately. Yeah, I was um editing our broadcast last night and I always love hearing Brian's like before he does anything or if he messes up a reading, just be like, What the fuck is this? And I just heard Siri go off. He's like, Siri, shut the fuck up. And I'm like laughing my ass off. It's like midnight. Yeah. I just hit record. I read everything. And then like, just I, if I mess it up, I just like keep recording and I just post it. Yeah. Like, Here you go, Lizzie, whatever. I'm sure yeah, no, I heard it. It was great. The, was like, the fact that you said at a certain point, you're like, well, it's not a matter if I can write. It's a matter if I can read. Yeah. I like rewrote it. A lot I just started, I, like, I blared out laughing. I was like, I can't fucking do I was having so much trouble reading it that I rewrote it so that I could read it better. And then I immediately <laughs> fucked it up. And I was like, it has nothing to do with me. It, I, I can write. I just can't read. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Your your twenty page paper. I will make sure none of my shit goes off again. Uh, basically, I tried to pick too many themes because I'm trying to cover. Watchmen has so many things about um, like media and politics and the Cold War and Vietnam and uh, feminism and sexism and racism and a whole plethora. Literally everything that we're SJW about is in that fucking book in one way or another. And you're just yeah. like, my mind is blown. But it's in there's so many different angles and presentations. You really have to sit down and like, you know, have like the conspiracy theory background where you have like the cork board and you have like the different <laughs> lines and you're like, okay, Early this <laughs> and this and this. And that's how it works. Um, and I did it too much. And I like finished it at like 8 a.m. Or was do it at 10 a.m. I walked into class and my professor was like, Lizzie, I'm like, and it didn't help my um my professor who's also my debate coach. His name is Doctor Payne. Doctor Payne. <laughs> so I was like, class, I'm Doctor Payne. Well, it, like because I was on the debate team, I'd be like, hello, Richard, instead, and I'm like, please don't fail me, sir. You, his name was. Stop! No, we're not going to do this right now. His name was Richard Payne. Yeah. I'm just gonna let the stream like just be a little quiet for a second. Just letting 
I'm just going to let this sit with everybody. Everybody listening at home, everybody who's on the stream, everybody. I just want everyone to just take a moment and just think about this man's name, Richard Payne. I want you to listen. Richard lives a great life with his husband and their cats. Okay? They are very Richard nice. Payne. <laughs> but he's Richard Payne. Oh, my God. I see no one going. <laughs> Yeah, no one is Stop. responding right now. No one is responding. <laughs> no one's got anything to say about that. Good. Um, so Dick Payne, <laughs> he... D- he Stop! Good <laughs> no, give me a D! It's a bad teacher. No, it's fine. I mean, he's probably fine, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> no, he was fine. We're great. Uh, everybody can probably tell this is a loose stream. This is a loose... Uh, a loose episode. I, anyway, so the Avril of being a conspiracy no, thing. <laughs> no. Uh, yeah, it, it's just been a rough week with like becoming unemployed. Uh, that like I, I don't have anything to fucking talk about really. So we're just going to let it be loose and let it let it go. If you are in the chat and you want us to talk about anything, let us know. Because, um, yeah, fuck it. Um, just want to give that like out a couple times during the course of this, because I'm like, uh, <laughs> yeah, just so you know why it's feeling this way. Uh, and I have a new screenshot. I don't know if I like that. You have a screenshot. I don't know if I like that either. <laughs> That'll be the, the art for the, the meme for this episode. All right. So who else is as unhinged as Robert Pattinson is? Ooh, I don't know this. Please tell me how unhinged he is. Oh, well, he's always been unhinged, first of all. Um, oh, no. Are you sure you want that? I'm, yeah. Why not? <laughs> Why not? Just just throw it in there. Um, but Robert Pattinson ended up doing his own quarantine photo shoot for, I think it was GQ. And it's just him. Like, every time you were to think of, like, a man, like, stereotypically, a man living alone just losing their mind. That's what Robert Pattinson is doing. Like he's in the corner, like half dressed, like clothes are not matching, just like eating cereal out of the box, like in a corner. I don't know. And him just like wearing like ties on his head and everything. I don't understand why this is unhinged. It's unhinged. Well, <laughs> it the main thing- great. <laughs> no, it is great. It's very great. And like, we didn't know that he was also a photographer as well as a great actor, but, um, that's been like the entire thing for the last like a little more last week we've moved on to more unhinged people um but it also generated discussion of like can he really be the batman because they said that he's not bulk enough who cares right (laughs) make make the fucking movie you have listen i want batman to become so anti-capitalist that i want it to be robert pattinson to do it and if that means he's not as muscular fine yeah, I do think he will he'll be great. Like I can't understand the idea that he would have to be bulky. I don't know. That doesn't make sense to me. <laughs> uh Peter just sent this really great. If you're on the Discord, you should uh get add to the Discord, our Discord chat cuz yeah, this is great. That's hilarious. I love uh, this. There's a link in all of our socials and everything. Ooh, I can send this in the chat too. Oh no. For literally probably just Dashney. I don't know who else is still in the Discord right now. 
or who else is still in the chat? I don't know. It's a loose. It's this is a loose podcast recording. Loose. <laughs> you're listening to this from home, and you're like, I don't fucking care about Discord. Talk to me about. M- Stop. What what do we talk about? <laughs> what do we normally talk about? I don't know. Uh, there's some new music out, and it hits. There you go. Oh shit! Yeah, talk about that that uh, that guy you sent me because that song is so good. Kenny Hoopla. So I actually saw um, our friend of the pod, Johnny Minardi. He posted it, and it like the title got my attention. It was something like, um, "Will I ever have peace if I'm buried by the street?" or something uh, like that. How can I rest in peace if I'm buried by the highway? Yeah, and I yeah. was like, "Oh, I vibe with that title," and I listened <laughs> to. <laughs> so I um, clicked it in the beginning. I was like, "Oh, this kind of reminds me of like a little bit like a dance track. Maybe it's going to be like kind of like Paramore, like during their fake happy era." And then it went into it. I was like, "Oh, this hits." <laughs> it's, it's like. I said immediately it's like block party meets like juice world, like very emo, uh, like emo indie, like the guitar is straight up block party. Like it just sounds straight up block party, uh, dancey indie. Great. And then like, he comes in with his vocals and it's like yelly, sad emo shit. Yeah. I'm like, Oh my God, this is so good. I want to like, say it, it, it reminded me a bit of Nothing Nowhere, mm-hmm. but like more, just like more instrumental. I don't know. It like I just really liked it, and I listened to more of his discography, and I really, I really enjoyed it. Um, I know that he said he was supposed to be playing like his first like headline show at Sub T this summer, and and he had Joy Wave actually like supporting like opening for him, which they're pretty big at least like. They're a yeah. big radio band. Like I think the last show they played was um at Metro. So to see them kind of be turned around in that, even though it's a smaller venue, like, that's just kind of cool to see. Yeah, no, that's awesome. Like he, I, I've never heard of him before. Uh, you sent it to me, uh, and then I went to Minardi's story. Uh, I didn't tell him, Johnny Minardi. I know you don't listen to this podcast <laughs> when you're not on it. I mean, I assume. And if you were listening to this at the beginning, you probably uh, changed it like immediately. Um, but yeah, Kenny Hoopla is awesome. We recommend to everybody uh, to go and check. He's got um, like an EP kind of thing out. Um, that's the only one that really sounds that way. Um, but there's a lot of good stuff on it. It's worth worth a listen. Yeah. Uh, Dashney, I was just saying you can join our Discord if you... Uh, if you look at the link in chat uh discord is a place where people from our twitch stream can like hang out and chat when we're not live and uh we can send pictures in there because we can't show things on stream necessarily i could i just don't want to <laughs> i could figure it out I'm share just... screen real quick over here yeah listen that's not how i it's not how i'm running this uh this zoom call um but peter has a question and we would like to answer it Actually, i am to. hydrating also, if you go to our Twitch stream, you can tell us to do things during the stream. And you can hear the water as I drink it. Um, Peter, now I'm waiting for your question. Oh. <laughs> What's your take on water parks? All right. Oh, man. I would You're going to have the stands attack us now. Oh, oh my fucking God. Good. Fucking good. If there's Them and Roddy Ratchie. <laughs> If there's one thing I know how to do, it's ignore children. 
I'm not a fucking parent. It ain't my kid. <laughs> um, I don't know what song it was because it immediately left my brain because Water Parks is just... Oh, Stupid For You, their main single? No, 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 no. I did, I did, uh, I listened to that because it came up on like Spotify Shuffle. Um, okay. No, it wasn't that. It was, it was like uh, this one where he like calls people out by name. And oh, it wasn't it like entertainment or something? Yeah, I don't something remember. Like yeah. Um, and then I looked it up because I was like, "Oh, this sounds like it was produced by uh, John Feldman." Whom Your fave. I I don't care for John Feldman's production in general because I feel that everything is just the same. Uh, and I, it sounded the same to me. Uh, so then I checked it up. Uh, I checked it out on Wikipedia and it was like, no, it's actually produced by one of the, the, the brothers in good Charlotte. I think, uh, I think oh, it was Joel. Benji. I don't know if it was Benji or Joel. I had this problem on our music stream last week where I was like, which fucking one is the fucking one? Like they both look the same. One of them different. is married to Nicole Richie. The other is like, married to Cameron Diaz. Yeah, but that and that's so the only unhelpful. way I know how to tell <laughs> the is, difference. <laughs> that is so unhelpful. And it's the same thing I had. It's like, what? How? How am I supposed to tell them who's who? Um, They're twins. That's what it is. Benji, you're an adult. Be a human adult and name. They're French. No, we the simple plan. Never mind. I'm sorry. And that's because they're from Canada, where French people can be from. French speaking people, I should say. French people can be only French. So only French people can be from Canada. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Canadian French, and then. I was like looking at the camera, like I'm so confident. <laughs> um, yeah, so I had that problem, but it's one of them. A Mad, a a Madden brother produced that record, and then I was like, "But didn't Good Charlotte have a lot of their records produced by John Feldman?" And they did. So, so you really are just going down the line here. Like it literally is like, well, it's not, but isn't it? Like basically just taking wow by association by association, yeah. So there was that. That was already my problem. Um, but also, it's just fucking dumb. Like, it's just dumb. I, I I don't... I understand. It's just pop punk. It's, it is what it is. Like, it's good-looking. It's three good-looking dudes. Like, sure. Makes the kids excited. Uh, I know that uh, Sleep On It went on tour with them once, and they said they were, they were nice enough guys. So, sure. Fine. That can all be true in a world where I think that their music is fucking stupid. When I, so when Water Parks first came out, I was still an undergrad. I think it was in like my senior year of college. And we had Stupid For You as a current at our college radio station. I was like, okay, this hits. And we went on a trip to New York for it for some broadcast awards. And while we were there, it was the Water Parks um too close to touch and creeper tour and i love creeper so i was like Mm -hmm. fuck yeah let's go so i got tickets for my friends and i and i was like i really would just rather leave after creeper because i really don't care too much for water parks but my friends are like oh i'd like to stay or whatever and when i was there they had the absolute worst fans in the audience like they so too close to touch and creeper were the openers technically if you try to push around or do anything, they'd yell at you. They'd be like, don't touch me. Like, what are you doing? It's like, all right, you, clearly you've never done this before. And, or maybe you're just rude because we're in New York. I don't know. <laughs> I feel like it's the, the, the former, honestly. It, it 
because that's the react I, you know, gotten at other shows when it's, you know, similar bands like that. Yeah. And so I'm like, fuck it. Like they play stupid for you. It was like the last song. And I was like, all right, let's just crowd her because they were doing it to people. And this girl was like, ew, why would I do that? Why would I like touch people like that? And was like purposely dropping people. Not a bad, uh, I was like, not a bad way to live hmm, right now. <laughs> don't like that. Right. This is like 20, when I graduate, 2017. Um, and I was like, I don't, I don't like this, but like, that's how a lot of their fan base is. And I try not to judge a band off a fan, a fan base, but increasingly as I've seen them on like Twitter, because I also like helped run our social media, mm-hmm. I was, and we had to follow them, like retweet it because they were like one of the main bands we were promoting. And I was like, I cannot stand the way that this person like yeah. promotes at Austin, A-W-S-T-E-N. Yeah. So like all Austin. Caps all times. Yeah, and he's trying to pull a Jimmy Urine from Mindless Self-Indulgence. But yeah, here's the thing. You're right. A Jimmy Urine from Mindless Self-Indulgence has earned the right to do that. 100%. <laughs> he, he has earned the right to do that because he is such an outrageous human being. Yeah. He can do whatever the fuck he wants. And yeah. All right, I'm going to go with it. What bothers me is that this guy is like, I get being confident and cocky, but it's like I'm doing it to like, and this is like my personality and yeah. it's like not a joke and like you assume that like oh this is just something you put down for public i don't think it is oh, i don't think so and then the stands that are there and peter oh i know i i believe you wouldn't be a crazy fan like that like a toxic <laughs> fan like their fans on twitter obviously you see all the stands you see stand culture everywhere on twitter i actually had to start i never even followed these people but because it was like you follow xyz so here's a tweet you might like because it was so consistent and there I had to block these water park stands that I've never followed or like conversed with ever in my life because I just kept seeing them tweet so much and so obsessively about water parks and like Austin I was like I cannot deal with this I was like I am too old you are too old to be doing this too (laughs) um I need you all to stop um, so I like had to block a bunch of people. Somehow one of them, like the main like stand, because I guess there's a hierarchy of stands. The main stand to rule them all, I guess. Um, like they kept coming through somehow, even though I kept blocking them, I think because they like made a new one. And I was like, I can't, I can't handle this. I can't do this. So and then apparently because some other just like pop punk stand in general, they were from like the UK. They started following me, and I was like, oh, okay, whatever. Like, they seem to be incorporated in, into the scene enough. Mm-hmm. I didn't think much of it. And then I started people, like, tweeting, like, this person is toxic and this whole thing. And I was like, oh, I don't know. Like, because this person, it was like, we would mutually like each other's stuff, but we would never, like, actually talk. So I didn't think much of it. And then they're like, this person is toxic, and, like, they do all these shitty things. And I was like, okay, I guess I'll just go and follow them because they sound like a piece of shit. <laughs> and they unfollowed me already, but, like, you could see, like, down their timeline. It was just, like, I'm leaving home and, like, going to the U.S. to follow this band for an entire tour. And I'm like, listen, if you do that, great. Have fun. But how do you, like, do that? Like, you need a lot of money to do that. Uh, and I would just really like to know how you are doing that, if you are doing it, because that'd be really sick. But also, like, that's a lot of fucking money to do that. It's not something that uh, U.S. people can do. I'll, I'll just say it that way. I When I went to see Enter Shikari the last time, 
that we could go to concerts and Shikari was playing. <laughs> it's kind of the way to say it. <laughs> That's so um, sad. Yeah, I, we were uh, we were at a bar next to the venue, uh, just hanging out. Uh, before we left, I noticed that the bassist of Shikari came in and was sitting at this table near us with two other people. And I was like, well, before we go, I have to, you know, if I ever see a band member, I have to ask them to be on the podcast. <laughs> just have to do it. I do um, it too. And like I had reached out to Enner Shikari and like got a response from their their press person uh, to maybe get the singer on while they were in Chicago or like set something else up and it never came through. So I was like, well, I'll at least ask him while he's here if if that can happen. And he's like, yeah, I'll, I'll bring it up to him. And then the two friends that he was sitting with, uh, one was from Scotland, one was from uh, not London, but somewhere else in in the UK. Um, and I was, they were like, I was like, oh yeah, like I'm so sorry to interrupt you guys. Like, I really appreciate like you giving me the time to like talk to talk to your friend. Like, I, I'm yeah, sorry. Like, we're gonna we're gonna probably head out. And they're like, join us for a drink. And I'm like, sounds good. <laughs> so we sit down and we're just hanging out with them. We hung out for like three more hours with them. Like they were awesome, but they had basically flown into the U S just to see enter Shikari for like two months or like, no, it, it was a short tour. It was just one month, but they were basically like driving around the U S following enter Shikari to all their shows and like spent like two days in Chicago. Cause it was the last show of the tour. And I was like, yeah, that's, that's, that's the dream. But I'm like, it, it's only cause you're from the UK. Like if you were from any other like if, Europe, I guess I could say, if you were from America, you're like, oh, I can afford to do all of this and make that happen. Um, imagine having those social skills. I I had been drinking, Peter. <laughs> Peter, that's the thing. When we do these things, we have crutches. So had, Brian drinks. I have a business card. It works. It's yeah, fine. Yeah. My <laughs> crutch sounds worse than yours put next to each other. <laughs> Um, no one can say shit about my business cards. Also, I have like a strong history of being very awkward with band members. It is honestly kind of impressive <laughs> the way that I am just really uh, not great around other people. <laughs> when... Peter, I, I hope your business cards are cool. <laughs> Everybody needs business cards just to talk to people. And I'm not an alcoholic. I just... <laughs> Like I'm at a concert, I like I'm in the place where the band is. I'm gonna be able to talk to them. So, at the point at time when I get to talk to them, I will have had a drink or two or multiple or many, and then I will talk to them. Uh, when I first met a member, oh my god, and that was at the same venue too. Heather Baron Gracie of Pale Waves. I'll tell that story first, and then I'll tell my other Enter Shikari story. Because again, this podcast is loose and nothing matters and nobody cares and all of us have time. Uh, I went to the Pale Wave show at Lincoln Hall and there was a lineup for everybody to like do a meet and greet with them after the show, but they were kicking everybody who was under 21 out of the venue. Uh, so I got to stay because I'm 97 years old. Oh my God. And uh, me and my friend are just like at the bar, like after this, after this line is like starting to die down. And I also ended up knowing like one of the security guys who was like just for the venue, just like. Wait, where was like, that at Lincoln Hall? At Lincoln Hall, yeah. Um, I feel like I always know at least one person there. Oh yeah. yeah or they yeah. know me, and they're like, "Oh, you're back," and I'm like, "Who the fuck are you?" But yes, I am. <laughs> Peter, I am just 97. I am not 197 <laughs> yet. 
although the way this this time warp of a life is working who it knows? might age you it might age me um so we wait until the line dies down i go up to him and i'm like hey dude like you mind if i get in the line he's like hey i didn't know you were here like yeah go ahead so again in the back of the line we take photos and i'm like yeah fucking great it's on my instagram you can see the photo there i am way too excited and the band could not give a fuck because we were like the last <laughs> two people in line like the band is like whatever uh and i was like hey like if you guys need a drink or anything like happy to happy to get you a drink uh you know since everybody else is leaving the venue like it's just people who are 21 and up like figure i'd ask and uh, most of them, everybody's like nah no nah, we're all good like we've had whatever i also think that uh most of them were under 21 <laughs> At the time. So this was like at least three years ago, I think two or three years ago. Um, so yeah, we leave the, we leave the venue. We go to the bar, uh, same bar actually where I met the inner Shikari guy. Um, and we're hanging out and a few other friends throughout the show come with us and we're all there. And I noticed the pale waves tour bus is parked directly out, uh, across the street from Lincoln hall. And I'm not keeping an eye on it necessarily, but it is like, it's there you're just like it's within hmm. the riff yeah it's it's peripherally visible from ordering a drink at the bar right so that's all like i just happened to notice that the singer uh and i believe drummer of pale waves the two girls in the band uh were were outside of the bus and heather baron gracie at the time was not out as gay and i was in a committed relationship but those two particular things have nothing to do <laughs> with each other uh, it's just two pieces of information that don't have anything to do with one another. And I, uh, at this point, had had a couple of old fashions and I go, hmm. bruh, hold my drink. <laughs> and I run out and I was like, go across the street. And I was like, hi, she's talking to like three other like fans, like other people that are there. And I go, hi, um, love your band. We were at the show tonight. I took a photo like, really just like wanted to say thank you for everything. Like uh, I love the show tonight. Um, we are over at this bar over there. Like if anybody in the band wants to come by, like we'd love to, to buy you a drink and hang out just in the event. Uh, you want to do that. And it's just like, okay. And then I was like, <laughs> this was a bad call. And I just go back to the bar and they're like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. so you learn to not go up to young women and say, please let me buy you a drink. I am a random man I never who just came out of a bar. And I invited the group. I invited everybody Still. to come and hang out at the bar. I said, I love your band. Like, I am a fan. I'm happy to just, like, buy you a drink and hang out if you're hanging out. If you're not, totally cool. And then I had a couple other friends of mine uh, who were also there. It's like, wait, they're outside of their bus? And then they ran across the street. I learned Destiny, nothing. He learned, yeah, we've we've known. Yeah, I this learned far. nothing. We've um, known. The other the other Enter Shikari story was at the first falling in reverse tour to give you You mean the very first first, like for the drug in me is you? Yep. Uh, were you at Mojo's too? That was not at Mojo's. That was at House of Blues. No, so I went to the one not. at Mojo's. No, I was at the very first one. It was like right after they just released. Uh, um, it must have been after that. This was the tour with Falling in Reverse, Enter Shikari, Icy Stars, and Let Live. And that was when Yikes. they kicked Icy Stars off because Ronnie Racky like, first started to have to tell everybody that he's an asshole with his actions. So 
Uh, also, Icy Stars fucking killed it on that show. Like, it was stupid that he kicked them off. Uh, so I was in the back, like, House of Blues can at times be sanctioned off for like older kids, <laughs> older people to be by the bars around the venue while the younger kids are kind of corralled in the middle and aren't allowed in certain areas because they aren't drinking. Uh, I was going, I was in the back, I was drinking a Bev and the guitarist of Shikari walks by and I like didn't even think about it. I just go, Hey, <laughs> Uh, and his name is Rory and I was like Rory right he's like yeah I was like dude I love your band like I'm such a big fan of your band he's like oh thanks dude and like then I don't know what happened like I had a conversation you blacked out I I I know exactly what happened I just don't know why I made that thing that happened happen uh I went I, I had clear I clearly had a conversation in my head that neither he nor myself knew was happening like I just started talking like as though we had already been hanging out for like 10 minutes. Right. (laughs) And I go, Hey, um, how does your lead singer pronounce his name? (laughs) And he goes, Oh, uh, Rao. And I was like, Oh, okay. Yeah. Cause, cause my last name is pronounced (laughs) Roe. I hate this so much. And that was the end of it. It's just like, all right, cool, man. And like goes, and I'm like, what just happened to me? You know when you're watching like a movie or TV show, and you're like, I have to leave the room while this is happening because I'm so embarrassed for the character that I have secondhand embarrassment. Yeah. You gave me secondhand embarrassment. I gave myself secondhand <laughs> embarrassment. I'm like, I don't know what the fuck happened. Like, I should be able to hold a human conversation, and I clearly couldn't. I don't know, man. But I'm like, well, at least I got this funny story to talk about on a podcast, I guess. I, I mean, there's that at least. I tried to finagle an interview with Frank Iero because he was literally like right there in front of me at Riot Fest when I was yeah. in the press tent. I went up to his manager and he was like the stereotypical like asshole, like British dude. <laughs> I was like, sir, I am here. Like, because they would only give you like five minutes. And I also saw, I saw him because we had just finished up an interview, the person I was working with. And when I get really excited and I'm in like a professional setting, what my first thing I do is I just start hitting people. (laughs) I'll be like, can you fucking see? Do you see? And they're like, stop hitting me. And I'm like, I'm either got to like flip my fucking shit out or I'm going to hit you. Pick one. (laughs) (laughs) Oh boy. So they were like, go up and see if they'll give us an interview. Cause I had emailed them, but I didn't hear anything back. And I was like, Hey, like, um, can we have like five minutes? Like he was like standing right there and he's yeah. like, Oh no, you have to email them. I'm like, well, I, I did, you know, we just have some time, you know, and I yeah. overheard that you guys, your interview bailed. So I'm here. <laughs> he just seemed very annoyed. I'm like, I'm going to be fucking diligent as I can. Cause yeah. why the fuck does it matter? Like they probably just looked at me as like, I'm just some annoying young fangirl who cares really at the end of it but i was like fuck it frank Hero's right there right in yeah. front of me he sees me trying to shoot my shoot my shot listen bro <laughs> you know i gotta do it to you uh you stand and right i here. did it and i listen i had to frank arrow do you remember when you first started frank arrow in the celebration and at reggie's rock club i waited two hours to beat you and i had to suddenly shake your hand and leave because um my train back home was leaving and i had to get back home yeah so i i should have an interview thank you it is like, <laughs> was that a was that a question <laughs> sounds like just a statement of fact doesn't sound like a, 
you you asked it like a question. I don't think it was a question. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah, we should definitely have more people that we really uh, don't know how to talk to on this podcast. Love it. Guys, I'm oh, trying God. to be hip. <laughs> hip and cool with the cool kids. Listen, yes, I look like McLovin. Yes, I look like a dad. Yes, I have a fucking phenomenal mustache. Uh <laughs> And I am hip. I'm fucking hip, dude. I need to get my hair cut. But aside from that, I'm hip. Oh, my God. I'm doing great. Um, well, look, we've all had a lot of fun on the podcast recording of this. But, uh, yeah, I don't know what the fuck else to talk about on the podcast. So I think we'll just chalk this one up to a fucking manic uh, period of our lives. Love we'll it. Close out the pod part and we will continue chatting over on Twitch. Uh if you are uh, listening to this and you are not following us on Twitch, make sure to check us out at emosocialclub.tv. Come and subscribe if you want to. I will call you out. And uh, just follow. Otherwise, you'll get notified when we're going live. And there's a lot of fun stuff that we're doing on there. Uh, Wednesday and Thursday at 7.30. Fridays at 5.30. And now Monday is at 7 with Emo Yoga with Lizzie. Uh, so, yeah, very much appreciate you being here here listening on the pod come to our twitch streams and chat with us afterwards on the post pod pod post the post posty pod the post malones and uh (laughs) and we'll 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 catch you next week and uh let me start playing the song i can't hear it but it's playing (laughs) i can hear good somebody can hear it and uh 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 uh, oh god i can't hear it oh god (laughs) From all of us here at the Emo Social Club Podcast, I'm Brian. I'm Lizzie. And uh, fucking goodbye. <laughs> Was Your it close face enough? There. Who cares? <laughs>